Praise God. Let's take a moment and, uh, and, and look at the book of 1 Peter, chapter 4. We're just following the Lord here. And uh, I don't have to teach anything. I'm willing to. I'm going to say what I think I'm supposed to say and then not more, not less. But we don't have to do that. Again, I mean that with all seriousness. If we just spent the time in the presence of God, you know, a little prophecy, a little, little victory, a little healing here and there. A little, we're good. We're good. I'm happy. Praise God. You know, a lot of what the Lord does a lot of what he wants to do, a lot of what he does even in services like this, is he, he is working on us, preparing us for, for what's next. What's next in the world, what's next in our individual lives. See, he sees everything coming. Some of it's of him. <laughs> Some of it's not of him, but he still sees it coming. <laughs> the, Lord never, the, nor, the Lord was never shocked. You know, have you seen those, those little videos where people scare each other? And they, they video it so they can get, you know, hits on their channel. No one has ever said to the Lord, boo! And he went, ah! <laughs> Never saw that coming. He always saw it coming. <laughs> That's good for us, though. So that he can work in us. And the words given... And the presence manifests and the things that are done in here, so many of them are done, in prep, are done for our own preparation. He's getting us ready or something he plans on saying to us tomorrow or having us do. He's getting us ready to receive it, to resist something else, to deal with, with things in life. Amen. Sometimes, uh, I mean, we, most of us, we think, yeah, I, I get that. That's pretty good. Sometimes he's going to save someone from dying. Sometimes it's like his preparation is, is really big, meaning if sometimes if people weren't there in that service, it's going to go really bad. And he got them there. They listened. They heard. And it, it totally changed something in their life. They would have made a major decision that was wrong. They would have gone the wrong direction. And so he brings us into a place where we can hear and receive. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. You know, sometimes when people feel extremely worn out, there's different reasons, and so I understand that. They feel extremely worn out inwardly, and it's more than I need a nap or I need, you know, to get some more sleep. It, it's, it's something that builds over time. It's often because there's something in your life that's out of the will of God. You're doing something you ought not do. You're engaged in something. It's not always sin. It, it, it may just be something that's not God's best. Uh, but something is in your life. You're going the wrong direction. And God still loves you the whole step of the way. But what happens is it, it gets heavier as you go. The longer you're in it. It's like, but it's not physical, so you don't actually see this happening. <laughs> you know, it's, it's getting more and more difficult to stand up, to be strong. And at some point, you're either, it's either going to crush you or you're going to kind of break and change. Yep. 
when I mean break and change, you, you acknowledge it. Sometimes you'll break down in tears too. And it'll just, and it's like, and it'll be a freedom kind. Not like I feel horrible, but more like it's, I'm free from this. Hallelujah. I didn't plan to say any of this, but I, but, but I will. Sometimes if you ever get that way, and this is not like, I'm like a little bit like Pastor Doug. We don't cry over everything. <laughs> but, if, but if you've ever, if you ever get that plate that way in church and it's like, you feel, just feel like bawling, do it. Yeah. Do it. Amen. What will people think? Who cares what they think? Yep. Maybe you're getting free from something. <laughs> Maybe God's working in your life and it, you're allowing it to affect your emotions. Some of your guys aren't, bless God, not me. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not that emotional. Listen, I get that. But are you humble enough to let God affect you emotionally? Yeah? Are you humble enough to let God affect you physically? God moves in my heart. Well... What did Proverbs say that a, a merry heart makes a cheerful countenance? That's right. Right? When you're ha- I'm happy inside. <laughs> According to the scripture, you're not. You're grumpy inside if you're grumpy outside. Anyway, I'm just saying, let the Lord move, let the Lord move you. And if things have been building up in your life, you've been going the wrong way, and it seems like, and you're wondering right now, is that right? Sometimes it's relationships. It's like you're in a relationship, I mean like a dating type of relationship, and it's the wrong one. God's been dealing with you about it for a while, like don't go with them. Don't do that with them. Don't be with them. They're not, that's not my best for you, but you like them. (laughs) And so you're holding on and you're wanting it to be right, wanting it to be God, wanting the Lord to bless it. And and in the meantime, it's getting heavier and heavier on your spiritual life. It's not like you, you're rejecting the Lord. You're just resisting his will a little bit. It'll get heavy and heavy, heavy until that thing ends. Amen. Well, I want to read a scripture that has nothing to do with that. First uh, Peter 4.14 well, let's go to 12. 1 Peter 4, 12. Beloved, do not think it is strange, it's strange concerning the fiery trial, uh, which is to try you as though some strange thing has happened to you. You ever, ever had, that, had that? Where is this coming from? He said, don't, don't think that's strange, but rejoice to the extent that you partake of Christ's sufferings. So obviously he's talking about a certain type of trial and a certain type of suffering, and that would be those who come, come, well, he'll say it in here. He said that when his glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. So the response to this type of trial is we're supposed to rejoice. That's not a natural response to negativity, but it's the appropriate response sometimes when things happen to us. All right. He said, if you are reproached, it's just the same subject here, for the name of Christ. So that's the type of, pers- that's the type of uh, uh, suffering, that's the type of fiery trial, um, these sufferings. 
If you're reproached for the name of Christ, blessed are you. Do you ever feel blessed when you're reproached? No, he says, blessed are you for the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. On their part, he is blasphemed, but on your part, he is glorified. Isn't that good? What happens if, if you're reproached for the name of Christ? God's on you. Spirit of glory. The glory of God's resting on you. The spirit of God's resting on you. Other people are blaspheming him, but because you're standing for him, uh, he's glorified by your activity. Amen. Amen. How many know God is glorified with more than, Lord, I glorify you? That's one way to glorify him. But he's glorified in our stand for him, our representation of him. And, and if we recognize this, this will help us mentally, help us emotionally. When, when, when negative things happen from other people for the name of Christ, it actually should stir something up in us. This is what we, we should remember. Oh, look at this. Oh, cool. Instead of, ah, I feel attacked. But really, you know, if someone's doing this, they're, they're attacking really Jesus, and you're in the way. He said, be glad about that. God's being glorified in this. And you get to be kind of like Jesus. And the Spirit of God's on you. Amen. If you ever reproach for the name of Christ, be happy about that. Hallelujah. He said in verse 15, but let none of you suffer as a murderer, a thief, an evildoer, or as a busybody in other people's matters. <laughs> so there's some types of suffering that are on us. Right? How many know if you're being one of these things, or you could elaborate into any kind of fleshly activity, uh, being a busybody or any, any, any of these things, if you're being that way and people are speaking against you, how many know it's incorrect to say, I'm just being persecuted? <laughs> I'm a Christian, and people are just coming against me. Yep. Well, they're coming against you, but not because you're a Christian. It's because you're, I don't know, rude. <laughs> it's something we should all remember the difference. Amen. The difference of being persecuted because we represent the Lord and being persecuted because we're just doing the wrong thing ourselves. And we want to blame it on the Lord. Well, that's all persecution. I'm just being attacked. It's just an attack against my life. Well, okay, but why is there an attack against your life? Is it, is it uh, connected to something you're doing or is it truly because you're involved in the work of God, you're living as a, a holy life, you're, you're serving the Lord with all your heart, because of that you're attacked? That's when we are to say, praise God. Praise God. Now, the attack doesn't feel good, but this is why we, if we know this principle, we can be ready for it. He said, verse 17, for the, for the time has come. No, no, not 17. Verse 16. If, yet if anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in this matter. How many know suffer as a Christian in the name of Christ is different than suffer in the name of you? Suffer because you do something goofy. Yeah. And, and there's, a, there's a big distinction there. And, and so we know what sufferings do I need to, am I dealing with because of my behavior? And what sufferings am I dealing with because 
of Christ in me. Yeah? Well, and, and this is kind of, it's kind of weird, but it's not like we want it, but then we do. I don't really want to be persecuted for anything. I don't want to be attacked. I don't want to be spoken evil against, even, even for being a Christian. I mean, I'm not seeking, especially in some parts of the world where they'll physically harm you. You know, or like our friend uh, Christopher Alam was after he left uh, Islam and he started preaching the gospel, had to go to prison for a year for being a Christian. I'm not signing up for that. (laughs) But what would you do if something that bad happened? What we ought to do is say, and this is probably the only way you get through it. We ought to say, thank God, glory to God behind your little prison wall. How else are you going to deal with that? You're going to say, this is unfair. You're going to get angry. You're going to be hurt. You're going to all this, or you're going to say, praise God, I got, to, I got to share the gospel. I got to represent the Lord. I'm being attacked just like him. What, what's happening? The Spirit of God's on you. The glory of God is on you. And that's what we do want. So it, it's kind of interesting to me when, when I think about future events, what will happen. What, what, what is going to take place? One of the things we believe in, of course, we believe in it because it's in the book, is, is uh, prophecy, but specifically the word of wisdom, which is a revelation of things to come, right? A word of wisdom tells you what's going to come. When, when the Lord speaks about the future and reveals something to us, is it always positive? Is everything that he tells us about the future something that we're going to say, glory to God, woo! We've got to fix that woo. I, I do need to woo once in a while. <laughs> woo, I, I, glory to God. No, I mean, you can see in Scripture there are prophecies of some negative things. Even, uh, even rem- remember uh, in the Old Testament when Pharaoh the Pharaoh had the dreams and Joseph was in prison and finally they got Joseph and he interpreted the dreams of Pharaoh and the, the dream was, uh, the, the, the interpretation was seven years of plenty and then seven years of famine, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, well, no, it wasn't just seven years of plenty. It was also seven years of famine that was coming. The Lord saw that come and knew that was coming. He gave the revelation. What was the purpose? Part of it was getting Joseph, you know, in, uh, up to the throne room. Uh, but, but the purpose was, you know, while you have plenty, prepare for the, the other years. So in following the Lord, his, his word to you and me, even about future negative events, is never you're going to be without. He's going to leave you without help, without resource. He, if he tells us something that is to come, it's so that we'll be well provided for. It it seems that in all the future things, even the stuff that we really desire, there's a negative component to it. Not not necessarily negative for us, but something, uh, even in a great move of God, it seems there's often persecution of that move of God. Okay, you go back to the book of Acts, you see that. Great move of God, great persecution. You see it in different revivals that took place in our country uh, in, in the last century. Great moves of God. But everything, every time there was great miracles and healings and revivals, uh, other people would attack it. 
Sometimes they find some little legitimate thing that's off a little bit and they attack that and they blow out the whole movement because somebody did something goofy, right? But sometimes it's just they don't, they don't accept the things that God's doing and so there's a negative and a positive. If we can be ready, if we can pre- be prepared and know how to deal with negative situations, we're totally laughing. We're set. And this, by the way, this is as bad as it can get. When we talk about being reproached for the name of Christ, I realize even unto death, but uh, that's as bad as it can get. Say, well, what about a, a disease? Now we're redeemed from that, so you don't have any problem there. Well, what about if I run out? No, you're redeemed from poverty, so you'll never be without. Those aren't things we have to worry about or should zero, spend zero time worrying about, right? But these kind of things... Are not stuff are not things we can stop. You have to live a compromised life to stop it. Okay, but if you're going to go all out with him, yeah, there'll be some negative things, but the glory of God will carry you through. The glory of God will be upon you, and and, and He will rest upon you. Amen. Amen. In the, I think it's Acts chapter four. There's a, an attitude that they had. Um, chapter 5, which is close to 4. Um, look at verse 40. And they agreed with him, and when they, uh, they had called for the apostles and beaten them, they commanded that they should not speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. So, We let you out of jail, but they went out with a beating. First, we're going to beat you. Mm -hmm. So they departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. Uh, Is that what we would do? I mean, don't you think that's a good question? Is, is Is that how we would respond to that? What happened? What happened? You're all beat up. You're limping. You're all black and blue. You got cuts all over you. What happened? I, I just got beaten for being a Christian. Why are you smiling? <laughs> because I got to do that. I got to be beat up for Jesus. Not beat up because I had road rage. Not beat up because I broke the law. You know, real laws. <laughs> Not like these new fake laws going around. Uh, but beat up for the name of Jesus. And, and that's considered to be a, a great honor and a great privilege. They went away rejoicing, bruised and beaten and saying, hallelujah. Why would you do that? Because glory's all over them. Spirit of God's on them. Glory's on them. If we, can, if we can, in our mind, know how to deal with that, I think we can deal with anything. You, you know, Jesus said, when he was teaching in Matthew 5, remember the Sermon on the Mount? And uh, in, in Matthew 5, you know, the blessed are. Verse, uh, verse 10, 
Matthew 5.10, blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. What are they? Blessed. Blessed are those who are persecuted. Now, I know what we give, sometimes we give examples of, you know, Brother Alam going to prison or other people being beheaded and stuff. And we know we're not generally dealing with that in our land. Thank God we're not. Sometimes people miss out on opportunities for their Christian stand. Sometimes they're talked about behind their back. Definitely in the, in, the, in the liberal news media, Christians are attacked all the time as archaic and you're hateful if you don't, you know, embrace all lifestyles. And, and there's attack like that happening presently right here in our land all the time. There's a whole bunch of people with big microphones that think Christians are totally off their rocker and, and would be happy to lock us all up. Thank God we have some laws that they can't do that. Uh, nevertheless, if there's anything less than the, the severity of the physical persecution that you may deal with or have dealt with, again, the Lord says you are blessed. So that's the way we ought to think about ourselves. Anything ever happens? Well, I'm blessed. I'm blessed, according to the Lord. Verse 11, blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my name's sake. Again, for whose name's sake? For his. So let's make sure that's what it is. They speak against us. They persecute you. They say, so just words. They say all kinds of evil against you for my name's sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. So there are people in heaven today, and they are reaping the rewards of someone else attacking them. And in the middle of it, they didn't strike back but they just stood their ground and stood for the Lord. That's our job. Yeah. Sometimes we have to watch, even if it's not, again, severe persecution or something, but it's, it's uh, you know, coming through media and they're attacking Christian positions or Christian stances or beliefs or, or different ones. We need to watch out that we don't get, it, get a wrong attitude towards it, but we stay in the position of... <laughs> We're being persecuted for Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, that's our brother in Canada who got thrown in jail. The pastor, remember those pastor in Canada? I think a couple of them got thrown in jail for for having church. What should we do? Well, we pray for them and so so forth. But at the same time, hallelujah, what a a blessing, what a privilege. Because that guy, he's going to be rewarded in heaven for that. Yeah. Hallelujah. Everybody okay? This is a different kind of message, huh? This is my favorite message. I'm going to download this and listen to it again and again. (laughs) 2 Timothy 3, verse 2. You might know this one. I could quote it real quick, but it's good to see these. This is not really an obscure subject, scripturally. Second Timothy chapter three. Uh, yeah. That's not the one I want. I want the persecution scripture. 
Anybody see it? <laughs> Thank you. Second Timothy 3.12. Yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. How I many? That's your favorite promise. <laughs> now again, persecution will happen on different levels, but that's a that's that seems to be pretty solid guarantee right there. If we will live godly, how can we avoid all persecution? Break your standard. Cave, compromise, just you know, let everybody run you over and don't stand stand with any conviction. But if you do, you shall suffer persecution. What's our response to persecution again? Rejoice. Rejoice. The glory of God. The Spirit of God rests upon us. We're, we're, We're rewarded in heaven. He is glorified by what we do. So if we can learn to have a proper attitude towards even those things, then how much more can we handle everything else? You know, I started to say this, that it seems with so many uh, future things, there's often a positive and a negative. One of the days we look forward to is called the day of the Lord. <laughs> and uh, if you know, the scriptures don't, re- don't reveal the day of the Lord as being altogether wonderful. Right? It's called the great and terrible day of the Lord. <laughs> so we think, yeah, the day of the Lord. Well... There's a, there's, if you're on the wrong team at that time, you're on the wrong side, not glorious. Not, not, not great in a good way, but terrible and frightening. Is, is it a real thing that some people in our world should be scared of that day? Yeah. Should you be? No. No, we should be fully prepared in our hearts and ready for all that God has for us. Praise God. But there is a great and terrible. So I say those things to say, uh, going back to the beginning now again, one of the reasons we take time, and, and I believe the Lord leads us to worship Him, to, to enjoy His presence, is because He is preparing us, equipping us to be ready for anything. Now, one of the challenges that we have is is dealing with life. I say life. I don't, I don't know if that's the best way to describe it. I'm ta- really talking about the negative things that potentially can happen to a person. When we deal with them with, with a lack of necessary uh, strength, fortitude, wisdom, lack of the spirit, if you will, in us at that time. You're on the road. Anyone ever driven from between here and so say like Las Vegas and L.A.? There's, there's big valleys and then there's big hills. And somewhere in there it's 120 degrees. <laughs> anyway, so you got these big hills. How many know that hill is no big deal dependent on what you've got under the hood. If you've got a lot of horsepower, you've got a good engine, 
you can keep your speed up at 90 or whatever you're going. You know, is that not the speed limit down there? Uh, you, you don't even have to, you're not even have to slow down, you know, for there's no traffic in your way. You just keep going. But how many know if you're driving a sewing machine? And that hill's coming, you're trying to get up your speed. And then, <laughs> and you're hoping you have enough to get over. You're going to slow down and maybe not make it. What you have inwardly to deal with the future is going to make the difference on whether it's just no sweat off your back. <laughs> this is just a cool hill, nice view. Or, or whether what's coming in your future is going to be overwhelming to you. Potentially stop you. We can all be ready. And again, the other part, not speaking of the engine now, but speaking of the tank, unless you're electric. <laughs> one of the other problems people have when they deal with future things is their tank is empty. And they don't have enough fuel to get them where they need to go. If we'll stay full, you can handle it. Now, now think about this. You can, we can stay full of anything that we're going to need. In one sense, we're going to need everything, but you can stay full of anything. You can, if, you're, if your tank is low on healing, you can fill it up. When I say on healing, on Bible verses... God's word on the subject. If you were dealt a serious health blow tomorrow, would you be ready for it? Would it be like, I don't got, I've only got the gas pedal halfway down. I'm going to blow right through this and be healed and I'm back on my feet in no time. Or would it be, that's going to knock, that knock me out. You can be full in that subject. You can be full in, in words of victory. You can be full. The Bible speaks of fullness of joy. You can be full of joy. You can have very little joy. If you're, if you're riding on, on empty with your joy and then you get bad news, that's a bad place to be. But you, any of us can fill up in any of these areas we, we can recognize we're deficient in. We can say, that's a promise from God. That's a word of the Lord. There are scriptures all over the place. I'm going to meditate on those. I'm going to think about those. I'm going to binge those. Right? I'm going to watch several episodes of that thing. By the end of the week, I'm going to be tanked up on joy. On healing, right? And what we're talking about is faith for those things. But you get the word in you. 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 My marriage is, is, my marriage is having a lot of trouble. trouble. There are lots of love verses you should meditate on. Not that that's the only component, but it's probably it's the biggest one. There's, there's lots of things. You should meditate on that. You should binge that thing every day till your ta tank is so full that you're trying to get more in there. Click, 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 click. I got a tank extra, you know, one of those red tanks in the trunk. Let's put some more in there. 
when we stay full in an area, no matter what the enemy throws at you, you're, you can deal with it. If we recognize we're deficient. Amen. I'm just saying not everything in the future is positive, but the Lord always has an answer for us. There's always provision. There's always protection for us. We just need to stay full of whatever we need. Hallelujah. That, that's true about different words. It's true about just being filled with the Spirit. How many know being filled with the Spirit is not a one-time event for believers? There's one initial event. That's when you speak in tongues. But there are many refillings. Refillings. You see it in the book of Acts chapter 4. They were refilled. Ephesians chapter 5 tells us to be continually filled with the Spirit. How do I do that? How do I stay full of the Spirit? Well, the way you stay full of the Spirit is by yielding to the Spirit. You yield to the Spirit in, in speaking and praying and singing and worship. The more you yield to the Spirit, the more filled you get. And the more, again, the more you do that, the more you're ready. If you're full, you're ready for the hill. If you're full, you're ready for even the persecution. If a sponge has been, you know, soaking in water, and then you pull it up, and then you know, let, let the dripping stop, and then you look at the sponge, I mean, you know, at that point, anything that bumps into it, anything that pokes it is going to make that water come out. If we poke you, what's going to come out? <laughs> well, here's what's going to come out. It's whatever you're full of. Right? For some people, it's, it's you know, what? Like cat videos or something. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever you consume large quantities of. Right? But if, if you stay full of the Spirit, how do I, by yielding to the Spirit, speaking in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs and praying in other tongues and being in a worship service like this, you, more full you get. You ever, no, you ever notice this? Sometimes uh, just, just in dealing with the public, some people really annoy you. <laughs> On the road, in, in different things, where people can do stuff. And you, you're just, if you ever been that way, you're just kind of on edge. Urgh. If some people are really there, they get in fights and stuff because they won't let anyone poke their pride and, and they want to fight back. And, but at other times, you're so in tune with the Lord, you're so full of Him that people say things cross word to you, they look at you wrong or they drive bad. It's like, well, whatever. If you truly don't really even care, it's like no big deal. What's the, what's the difference? It's what you're full of. When you're full of Him, you can deal with everything. It's really bad in a marriage when two people are empty. Empty of the Spirit. Again, understand that the way I say it. But they're, they're not living full. They get on each other's nerves at the drop of a hat. And there they go again. And they're quick to be annoyed by everything. And everything hurts them. And they interpret what they meant. And, uh, and every, all that stuff goes on. When you're full of the Spirit, people do things and you blow it off. You, you really don't even care. It's like you give people a break. Even if people are rude to you. It's like, yeah, I mean, yeah, all right, whatever. 
it, it, you, you, you think about it for 10 seconds and then you're done. Whereas if you're empty, you're going to think about it the rest of the day. Staying full of God is, is, is of so much value. It prepares us for everything that's coming. And I don't know everything that's coming. I don't know who's going to be rude to me later. Hopefully not you. <laughs> but if you're rude to me today, I'll, I'll probably be okay. You know, but if I haven't prayed for several days, then I'm, it's going to bug me. I'll probably, I might snap back at you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, God is good.